Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Saturday morning, February 13th, bright and early here, 9 a.m. And thank you to anybody <clears throat> listening to us live here on Blog Talk Radio or at any other time, whether on demand here on Blog Talk Radio or if you're joining us on iTunes. And as always, we love the fact that people listen on iTunes. So please go there, download, subscribe, comment, rate the show, appreciate it. Daniel Bryant's uh, entrance, entrance music is our entrance music, has been uh, for about three years now. Uh, makes it all more fitting, those of you who are wrestling fans like myself, with the retirement of Daniel Bryan this week. So I'll keep using that as my entrance song for a little while longer. It's always good to change things up now and then. Uh, before I go any further, i got to publicly do this. Happy 11th anniversary to my wife. Uh, today is 11 years. Going out tonight, nice dinner, glass of wine. Should be fun. So, uh, happy anniversary to her. She's probably not listening. Uh, probably uh, taking it uh, nice and slow here on this Saturday morning. Well-deserved after a long week of work. So, excited to be here. Thanks, everybody. For, hopefully, you enjoyed the show last week where we covered the top 12 offensive players, um, which, in my view, were the top 12 picks in the draft. I spent a lot of time last week speaking of how I would not take Clayton Kershaw in the first round, some people responded thinking that was crazy. He's the best pitcher in baseball, on and on and on. And I get that. I get that. So I'm realistic. I know he's going to go in the top first round of, of a draft. I know he's going to go around number five or six. I'm just saying I wouldn't do it. So today we're going to focus on the pitchers. And today we're going to talk about the top half of the pitching, the top 12. Those guys who you're going to want to take in rounds two, three, maybe early in round four. But really, the guy Who's your number one, your ace, your stud, your count, the guy you count on. Okay, as our music kicks on again. Um, that's who the top 12 is. He's your number one. And that's what we're going to be talking about. If anybody wants to give us a call, you can. 347-838-8088. That's 347-838-8088. The chat room is open as well. So if you're listening to us live, jump in the chat room. And uh, you can post your questions there. Follow on Twitter at A-N-E-N-O Fantasy. That's A-A-N-I-A-N-O Fantasy. And on Facebook, you can follow the show at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. So let's get started. Let's talk starting pitching. And I got to be honest, my, the way I evaluate pitching is I look at that K rate. That K is per nine innings. That holds a lot of value to me. I don't want, in the fantasy realm, I don't want the ball put in play. I want Ks. I want dominance, especially for my number one guy. Um, There are pitchers, like we talked about last week with with the hitters, there are pitchers who just missed the cut. And we'll start with the guys who just missed the cut, and then we'll count down from 12 through 1. All right? Interesting, if you look at the 2015 leaders in strikeouts per nine innings, and you look at the list and you go, okay, Chris Sale is one, Clayton Kershaw is two, Max Scherzer is three. Not really any surprises there for anybody who follows baseball. 
Chris Archer of Tampa was number four. A little bit of a surprise, but I think people know he's a good pitcher. So he rolled in at number four. Number five was Carlos Carrasco. Number six was Corey Kluber, two Indians. Kluber, two years ago, American League Cy Young winner. Okay, those guys did not make my top 12. That's Carrasco and Kluber. Francisco Liriano, Tyson Ross, also over 9Ks per nine innings. Terrific rates. James Shields, Danny Salazar, Ian Kennedy. So these are players who I'm not saying are top 12. They're, they're a little more hittable. Maybe their walk rate is a little bit high. Uh, I, I'm not crazy about it. But you've got a bunch of Padres there in Ross. You've got Shields. You have Kennedy. Um, who, who, whose walk rate, whose strikeout rate is tremendous. Danny Salazar of Cleveland. Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals. You know, and that's part of the reason why I won't grab Clayton Kershaw in round one and thus never have him on my team because I could get a K rate like a Carlos Martinez or a, or a Tyson Ross so much later. That, that's more than respectable. Carlos Martinez, 9.2 Ks per nine innings. So you love that. He's going to be there much later. And, and, and I, I truly believe you could wait a little bit. I want to get the ace, though. I want to get the top 12 guy. So, so people are going to ask me, well, well Anthony, where's, where's Noah Syndergaard? Noah Syndergaard missed the top 12, even though the K rate is tremendous. Okay, he, he struck out 9.96 batters per nine innings. He only had 24 starts. It's a small sample size. Uh, There are no innings limits on any of the Mets starters this year, so that's good if you're a Mets fan. Small sample size, too many talented pitches in front of him. He misses my top 12. Jose Fernandez misses my top 12 in the Marlins. And really, only one reason for that, and that's the Scott Boris is your agent coming off Tommy John, and Boris is going to make a stink like he made a stink with Matt Harvey last year, he's going to try to limit Jose Fernandez's innings. So who knows how that plays down in Miami. Because of that situation, I'm staying away. I'm not staying away. I'm keeping Jose Fernandez though out of my ace status, my top 12 status for this fantasy season. Do they do the Steven Strasburg and just chop off the season in August for him? Do they skip starts here and there? I don't think the controversy will hit hit the epic proportions that it did with Matt Harvey last year because I don't think the Marlins will be contending for a playoff spot. But nonetheless, he's going to miss starts, okay? And I can't have my ace, my number one guy, potentially being shut down at 180 innings sometime in August or only pitching once a week, whatever it may be. David Price misses my top 12, 30 years old, K rate of 9, I like it. Going to Boston, however, uh, interesting ballpark for him to pitch in. Uh, Coming off an 18-win season, just misses, have him about 13, 14. Kluber misses, I can't get past the huge uh, spike in ERA last year, 2.44 to 3.49 between his Cy Young year in 2014 to last season in 2015. K's have been tremendous the last two years, 269 and 245. Still terrific, but again, let's be honest, he just wasn't as effective. Uh, the K's, the whip were great. What, what's the real Corey Kluber? Again, I'll draft him as my number two, as my number three. I can't do it as my number one. So, And, and the other player who just misses is Felix Hernandez. 
Is Felix Hernandez last season what we saw at 30 years old? Is he starting to show all his innings? Now, keep in mind, he is 30. He's, he's the same age as a lot of the pitchers on my top 12 list. But he's been, he's been pitching at an elite level now for, what, nine years since he was 20, 21? Again, the ERA went sky high, 2.14 to 353. The Ks went down, 248 to 191. The whip went from .92 to 1.18. The walks went up from 46 to 58. The hits went up from 170 to 180. Everything went up. Everything went in the wrong direction, and he pitched 35 less innings. That scares me a little bit. Walk rate was up. K rate was down. Career high, 23 home runs. I'll take him as my number two, and I've been a big in, in a lot of. I've been big with Felix Hernandez as my ace for the last four or five years. I've taken him in rounds two and three, run with him as my number one. Can't do it this year. Numbers are trending wrong, in my opinion, based on last year. So let's start with number twelve, and my number twelve this year is from the Washington Nationals, Steven Strasburg, twenty-seven years old. And anybody who owned Strasburg last season knows. It was a terrible year early for him. People were frustrated by him. He wasn't terrific. But you got to wait for the dust to settle. And as the dust has settled, you look back on Strasburg last year, and the year was pretty darn good. He finished the season with a K rate of with 10.96 strikeouts per nine innings. 11 Ks per nine, I'll take it. He only walked 1.84 batters per nine, gave up about eight hits per nine innings. His K rate was 29.6%. Now, he was injured, back issues, uh, uh, like a lot of muscle stuff, back, neck, oblique. The arm was not the issue. The surgically repaired Tommy John surgery, and I'm not going to worry about Tommy John surgery too much. I mean, my grandmother had it last week. She's already thrown 98. So, so he, his arm wasn't the issue. His legs were, he had, he had some muscle knots and things like that, pulls. An off-season of proper training should take care of that. Okay. Strasburg struggled early. However, final 13, final 13 starts when he was finally healthy. He only had 23 starts on the year. Those first 10 were a jumbled mess. They were start, stop, stop, start, stop. Injured, not injured. Final 13, he got on a roll. Injuries were past him. Final 13 starts, he went 8-2 and two with a 176 ERA, with a pretty darn good 110 strikeouts in 82 innings pitched. Tremendous numbers down the stretch. The Nationals, <coughs> under Dusty Baker, should be more functional. He doesn't have the pressure of being the ace. He's the number two with Scherzer there. Um, Steven Strasburg comes in number 12, feel confident with him as my number one starter as the last of my number one starters in a 12-team mixed league on draft day. At number 11, and maybe I have him too low, it's Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner, I, he's not flashy. He's not fancy. I know, I know people out on the West Coast, they would crucify me right now for having Madison Bumgarner at number 11. There's no... He doesn't have the hype machine, you know? He doesn't have the, the, uh, the Matt Harvey, Max Scherzer, Jake Aredia, Jake Aredia flash about him right now. All Madison Bumgarner does is go out every night and pitch unbelievable. He's won 18 games in a row, two seasons in a row, okay? 
His strikeout rate, uh, his K per nine was 9.65. He had 234 total strikeouts on the season last year. He only walked 1.61 per nine, gave up 7.46 hits per nine. I mean, you talk about consistency. 2014, 18 and 10, 298 ERA, 33 starts. 2015, 18 and 9, 293 ERA, 32 starts, 217 innings, 218 innings. His hits went down, his walks went down, his strikeouts went up, and his whip went up. And that's coming off a terrific 2014. He is consistent. Pencil him in 17 to 20 wins, plus 200 Ks. Nobody's going to walk. His ERA ERA is going to be a high twos. His whip's going to be in the very, very low ones. Tremendous pitcher. An improved Giants team. It's an every other year thing for them. Bumgarner at number 11. Not going to be sexy. And everybody likes sexy. Everybody likes sexy. There's nothing wrong with cute. Madison Bumgarner is more than cute. You can win with him as your ace. Love him as my number 11 starting pitcher. Uh, Uh... and a, a solid third or fourth round pick come draft day. At number 10, and he's the only pitcher who's somebody would look at me and go, but Anthony, his record was terrible last year. Chris Archer of the Tampa Bay Rays. Chris Archer of the Tampa Bay Rays, at 27 years old, has been good, good, good. Last year he exploded. We, we waited for it. We knew it was going to come. It did last year. Strikeout rate was, the K per nine rate was tremendous. 10.7. K's per nine innings. Walks were a little higher, probably the highest on my my list here. He did have 2.8 walks per nine innings. Only gave up 7.43 hits per nine. Okay. Chris Archer, though, people look at him and go, in 2014, he was 10 and nine. In 2015, he was 12 and 13. I mean, you're looking at a guy who is 22 and 22. He's a 500 pitcher over the last two seasons, and his ERA has been over three, 333 and 323. So why is he in my list? Well, the jumping K's I'm drooling over, to be honest with you. In 2014, he struck out 173. In 2015, he struck out 252 batters. I love that. Love that. And as he enters his prime years of 27, 28, 29 years old, to see that jumping K rate, I expect that K rate to stay. Expecting a, a, a continued level of dominance. And number two, and anybody who's ever listened to this show in whatever format it was under, whatever name it was under, whoever my co-hosts were in the past, you'll know because we've all said it. Don't chase wins. When you're evaluating your starting pitching, the wins category should be irrelevant. There's so many mitigating circumstances that go into wins. You cannot worry about that. Chris Archer could go eight shutout innings. The bullpen can blow a game. You're not mad at Chris Archer. He doesn't get the win. Okay, 0-0 in the seventh. Chris Archer comes out of the game. Not his fault. He didn't get a win. Don't chase the wins. Don't chase the wins. Okay, Chris Archer last season allowed zero earned runs in 10 of his league-high 34 starts. Keep that in mind. More starts than any other pitcher in baseball last year. Ten of those, he didn't give up a single earned run. 20, so, so that, that, that is a dominance that nobody else in the league reached. Although his ERA was 3.23, his FIP of 2.9 ranked fourth in the American League, telling you that even the earned runs weren't his fault. Okay? 
Archer right now I have ranked at 10. People may look at you and go, I have him a lot lower than that. Give me King Felix. Give me David Price. And give me Jose Fernandez. Take Archer before them all. The K rate is high. It's it's improving. You get him, you're going to be happier than the guy who gets Jose Fernandez, who's now no longer pitching in, in April, in, in August, I'm sorry. Chris Archer, number eight, uh, number 10. Ignore the record. Look at everything else. He's tremendous. I like him at number 10. Number nine. Number nine on my list from the Pittsburgh Pirates, 25 years old. One of the young – it's interesting. When I, when I was working on this list all week – I think I had one or two uh, two offensive players who were 30 or older. I think I had uh, Josh Donaldson, Miguel Cabrera, maybe one other. Um, Pitching-wise, pitch and, and, and the batters, there was a lot of 22, 23, 24. Pitching-wise, I've got a few 30-pluses. Aredia, Scherzer, Granke. Okay. Uh, there was a few. Garrett Cole's one of the younger ones, 25 years old. Pittsburgh Pirates, former number one pick. Okay, uh, 95.5 mile per hour fastball on average last season. Only Adonis Ventura and Matt Harvey, on average, threw harder. So he's com- coming at you with consistent heat. 32 starts last year. He went 19 and 8 with a 2.6 ERA. Okay, kept opponents to a 2.87 on base percentage. They weren't just not hitting him; they couldn't even get on base against the guy. He struck out 8.74 per nine. He only walked 1.9. Gave up 7.92 hits per nine. Now, here are some things I love, and again, trending the right way at 25 years old. In 2014, he only made 22 starts. 2015, finished the season with 32. So, obviously, innings go up 138 to 208. Okay? Now, keep this in mind. He pitched approximately 70 more innings last year. In 70 more innings, he only allowed four more walks. His walks went from 40 to 44. K's obviously jumped from 138 to 202. His whip goes down 121 to 1.09. Okay. Everything, his ERA from 365 to 2.6. He drops his ERA a solid one run per game. Okay. Tremendous season from Garrett Cole. 25 years old, the ace of the Pirates. They've been going in the right direction. Question is, does he stay on the field the whole season? But that's a question for everybody. Garrett Cole, number nine, very solid. Good team, Pittsburgh. Some are a little concerned about him. Are they going to be a playoff contender? I think they will. I think the Cubs have obviously obviously passed them. I think St. Louis is still very good. I think you've got the Nationals and the Mets. You've got the West with, I think, the Dodgers, Giants, and Diamondbacks. Might be tough for Pittsburgh to get into the postseason as a wild card, the way the National League looks today on February 13th. But that's not going to be Garrett Cole's fault. He's going to be an ace. He's going to win you 15 games, give you that great ERA, a lot of strikeouts, very low whip, and be another ace for your staff. Number uh, number eight, the American League Cy Young Award winner, Dallas Keuchel, 28 years old. I am proud to say I am one of the millions who did not believe in Dallas Keuchel coming into 2015. He was good in 2014. He was 12 and 9, 292 ERA in 29 starts, 187 hits in 200 innings, 146 strikeouts. 
2015 rolled in. You know, I, 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 people said, "What do you think of Keiko?" I said, "He's he's a he's a mid rotation guy. He'll be useful. Ten to twelve wins, thirteen wins, give you a decent ERA. He's not going to give you any strikeouts." I said, "There was no no evidence of that. There was no evidence of that strike of of, of getting strikeouts out of Keiko." And and now my only concern with Keiko is what he did last year sustainable. He struck out 8.38 uh, batters per nine innings. He only allowed 1.98 walks per nine and 7.18 hits per nine innings. Okay. However, he do, uh, to continue the, the, the love fest here, he has two years of a sub-3 ERA. Okay. In 2014, he pitched to a 292. Last season, he pitched to a 248, coming off the 20-win season in the Cy Young Award year. 33 starts. He was healthy. Here's what's impressive. He pitched 32 more innings last season. He went 200 innings in 2014. He went 232 innings in 2015. 32 more innings, only three more walks from 48 to 51. Two less hits. 32 innings gave up less hits. Wrap your head around that. From 187 to 185. And a very impressive 70 more strikeouts. From 146 to 216. 70 more strikeouts in 32 more innings. Essentially, in those 32 innings, he struck out over two batters per inning to make up for those 70 Ks. Whip went down from 1.17 to 1.02. Okay. He was tremendous last year. Cy Young Award winner playing for a terrific team. Now, you say don't chase wins. Houston's in a team that's in it to win it. He's got a, a pounding offense that's just going to score runs, score runs, score runs. They have strengthened the bullpen now with Gregerson going to the eighth inning with the addition of Giles from Philadelphia to pitch the ninth. So he's actually got a better bullpen than the one that took him to the postseason last season. A little bit of concern. He pitched a, he pitched a lot of innings last year when you include the postseason, but I'm not overly concerned about that. But the bullpen is better. A full season uh, uh, with Carlos Correa, Carlos Gomez in center field. So, in theory, the offense is better. Dallas Keuchel, number eight. Love him. Very happy. Third round. Now, now I'm looking at third round starting pitches. Now I'm looking at third rounders. Now I'm looking at their – you tell me Keuchel, Cole, Archer, Bumgarner, Strasburg, third round. Third round, grab your ace. To me, round three should be the starting pitching run. That should be the run. Guys are going to grab guys in round two, so people are going to get tempted. It's going to start a little earlier. Round three, if I could take any of these guys in round three, I'm thrilled. I've added two offensive pieces in rounds one and two. I get my ace in round three, and away we go to another fantasy baseball championship. Number seven. New York Met, Matt Harvey. Some people think that's too high for him. No, it's not. Stop. And this is not the Mets bias. Anybody knows me knows I'm a Mets fan. Blah, 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 blah. It's not the Mets bias. It's Matt Harvey. Comes off Tommy John last year. He goes 13-8, and 8, 271 ERA in 29 starts. Only pitches 189 innings. Gives up 156 hits, 188 Ks, 30, only 37 walks. There was a lot of diva-like controversy around Harvey, and, and deservedly so. And the truth of the matter is, 
This is probably Matt Harvey's last season as a New York Met. He's three years away from free agency. After this season, he'll be two years away. The Mets are not going to pay him with the other starting pitchers they have. Syndergaard, Mats, Wheeler coming back, DeGrom. DeGrom has come out and said he's willing to sign a long-term deal with the Mets. Uh, Syndergaard has said he wants to stay a Met forever. Mats grew up on Long Island as a Mets fan. Those guys are four or five years away still from free agency. They have enough pitching depth that they'll be able to move Harvey. Got to move him with two years remaining till free agency, though, to get maximum value. I think that's what they'll look to do. So this will be Harvey's farewell song uh, uh, with New York. That's my honest opinion. Win a World Series, go out on top, send them somewhere, and, and bring in maximum return because they're not going to be able to resign him. He, is a, he will be, you know... They're not going to pay $250 million for a starting pitcher. The Mets just aren't. And I can't necessarily blame them for that. It's just poor business. It really is. It's just poor business uh, nowadays in the world of baseball. But fantasy-wise, Matt Harvey, uh, there's going to be no innings limit. That's number one. Now, don't get me wrong. Wheeler's coming back in July. We know this. Bartolo Colon is still there as their fifth starter, the ageless one, right? Will they have a six-man rotation here and there, potentially, especially if Cologne is pitching well? Yes. Not necessarily as an innings limit, though. The Mets are expected to pitch, play deep into the postseason. Save a few bullets for the postseason. I get the mindset behind that. I get the mindset. So a spot start here, a spot start there, just to save all of them, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats, and Harvey, a few bullets for the postseason. I'm okay with that. It's not going to be a Jose Fernandez, Steven Strasburg, or the Matt Harvey drama of last year, shutting it down, leaving a game after three innings. There's not going to be any of that nonsense. I don't mean any of that nonsense, which is nice to see. Now, here's what I like. 8.94 Ks per nine innings, 188, like I said, on the season last year, and only 189 innings. He should crack 200 innings pitch this year. That should not be an issue. So everything's going to go up. Okay, his walk rate was 1.76 per nine, 7.42 uh, hits per nine. He's got a career whip of an even one. Last season, he was eighth in the major leagues in both ERA and whip, 1.02. The ERA was 271. There is nothing not to like. And don't let, if you, oh, he's a diva, who cares? He, he, you want to win a fantasy championship, who cares? Who cares? He's going to pitch. He's going to pitch every five days. He's going to pitch well on a very good team. And there's something to be said about competition. And, and right now, that Mets rotation is all competitive. Although they're all friends, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Harvey, they're all competing for the limelight, too, in New York. They all want to be the number one. And that's a good competition. That's good competition. So Matt Harvey, number seven, I just see so much more upside. 16, 17, 18 wins. A continued ERA in the twos. Plus over 200 strikeouts. The walk rate will stay low. Okay, righties didn't hit him, lefties didn't hit him, lefties. You had a lot to like about Matt Harvey coming in at number seven. Number six is his Met counterpart, Jacob DeGrom. Okay, DeGrom's not the young kid everybody thinks. Keep that in mind. He's 28 years old, right? Um, he was a college infielder. Okay, he didn't start pitching until 2010. So although he's 28, he's got a younger arm for pitching. Okay. I, uh, I believe he played shortstop in college. Mets turned him into a pitcher, really. He was not the prospect that a Syndergaard Mats or Harvey was. 
But he's got a younger arm. He hasn't been pitching for that long, which is nice to see for a 28-year-old. Okay, rookie of the year in 2014. He went 9-6, and six, 269 ERA. Okay, big jump in innings last year. He went from 140 to 191. Okay, but again, there are things I like. 51 more innings. In 51 more innings, he gave up only 32 more hits. His walks were actually lower from 43 to 38. 52 more innings, walked five less batters. His ERA went down from 269 to 254. His whip went down from 1.14 to 0.98. Ks went up from 144 to 205. Okay? His postseason was terrific up until the World Series. On the road, three consecutive starts. Kershaw, Granke, Hendricks. Lost to the Royals, though, game two of the World Series. Fourth in the NL with a 254 ERA. Fifth in whip and fifth in opponent batting average. Eighth in strikeouts. Struck out the side on 10 pitches in the All-Star game. I honestly think the Grom's going to go underrated in the draft. I don't know if everybody's going to draft him as a number one starter, and I'm telling you, he's sixth overall. 9.66 Ks per nine innings. 1.79 1.79 walks per nine. Hits with 7.02. And a whip that has dropped over the last two years from 1.14 to last season's .98. Love it. Jacob DeGrom, number six on my list of starting pitchers. Uh, 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 a early third rounder. Early third rounder. Number five. Number five on the list. Chris Sale of the Chicago White Sox. Chris Sale, I'm going to say it again and again and again. Chris Sale is eventually going to win a Cy Young Award. The White Sox were disappointing last year, but they do have offense, right? You have Abreu. They've added uh, 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 Frazier to play third base. They've added Lowry to play second base. They have offensive pieces. Chris Sale, 11.82 Ks per nine innings. Led baseball, number one in baseball. Was second in the league in strikeouts last year overall. Okay, led the American League with 274 strikeouts. Was third overall, was two behind Max Scherzer. His walks, 1.81 walks per nine innings. Hits, 7.98 hits per nine. Now, he did have a jump in ERA last season. It went from 2.17 to 341. Okay. He doesn't win games. Over the last two seasons, he's won 25 games. Not his fault. Product of the lousy team he has played on. In 2014, he was 12-4 in 26 starts. Last season, 13-11 in 31 starts. Again, the ERA jump was a slight concern, 217-341. to However, uh, the walks only went from 39-42. to The strikeout jump was tremendous, 208-274. to Okay, wasn't great in the second half. He was so-so in the second half, but the Ks remained, okay? Second 200-inning season in three years, uh, 4.9% walk rate. Beckett FIP is 2.60, which is well below his ERA. He's a lock to be in the top 10. I'm pushing him up to number five. He's got to explode eventually, folks. Ah, I'll take him. Take him at number five. I'll take those 275 strikeouts and run with it on the south side of Chicago. Number four, Zach Granke, the oldest pitcher on our list, 32 years old, just signing a six-year, $206 million deal to go be the ace in Arizona. Now, 
I know a lot of people get nervous about a pitcher changing teams. However, all the metrics show that Arizona and L.A., the stadiums play the same. Okay? Okay, park effect between Dodger Stadium and Chase Field in Arizona. It's going to be irrelevant when it comes to Granke. All right, it's not like he's leaving the Dodgers to go pitching uh, for the Cubs or, or, or Yankee Stadium, a bandbox like that. Okay, keep in mind he was not a product of Dodger Stadium anyway. Last season he pitched to a 2.36 ERA and a 1.07 in 32 road starts over the last two seasons. Okay, he's equally effective. He was equally effective at both Dodger Stadium and elsewhere. So I'm not worried about the change to Arizona. Arizona's in to win this season. We know that. They've, he's now the guy. He is now the mentor to the Shelby Millers, the Patrick Corbins. You've got offensive pieces in Goldschmidt and Pollock. Yosemite Tomas is a good Arizona team. They're going to fight for a playoff spot with the Dodgers and the Giants. National League West is going to be very exciting. going to be a lot of late nights for me watching those 10 o'clock start times after my Met games are over. Okay, so Granke led the league in ERA last year with a 166, led the league with a whip of .84. I, uh, those numbers may just be, I can't imagine. He can have, he can go backwards by a solid run in ERA and still be the best pitcher in baseball last year, uh, next year with a 266 ERA. So be realistic there a little bit. That, that, that ERA is, is godlike. That whip of .84 is godlike. I don't know if that's doable again. So just keep that in mind. But I have him at number four, 8.08 Ks per nine. Only one, just over one and a half walks per nine innings. He just doesn't put batters on base. And he doesn't give up hits. Less than six in, hits per nine innings. 5.98. Okay. Not the heavy strikeout guy, about 200 Ks over 200 innings or so. Doesn't walk anybody, doesn't give up hits. The whip, tremendous pitcher. He'll be fine in Arizona. Pencil him in at number four. At number three, Jake Aredia of the Chicago Cubs. Okay. 30 years old, and we know his second half. My God, right? His second half last season. 12-1 with a .75 ERA and 15 starts. Cubs go into the postseason riding his back. He only gave up 5.9 hits per nine innings. And get a load of this, 0.4 home runs per nine. He gave up less than half a home run per nine innings. Essentially, one home run every 18 innings. Godlike. Unbelievable. Had the no-hitter against the Dodgers. Okay, now... The workload was a huge jump. In 2015, now, mind you, this is not a young kid. He's 30 years old. Baltimore Orioles dumped him for a bag, uh, bag of peanuts. Okay? His previous high inning, in innings was 2014 at 156. Big jump last year. He jumps up to 229. Okay? He admitted he was fatigued in the postseason. He was hittable in the postseason. Mets got to him. And he admitted the fatigue set in. How many innings does he get this year? Is he able to maintain it? I'm not overly concerned. Finished last season 22 and 6, 177 ERA in 33 starts, 236 strikeouts, 0.86 ERA. Okay, it's his second straight season of a sub one WHIP, 
2014, which was a good season for him with the Cubs. 10 and 5, 253. He pitched to a .99 whip in 2014. Last season, a .86 whip. His ERA dropped from 253 to 177. Again, like Granky, I will never ever say that a 177 ERA is sustainable. Expect that to go back over two, but still be a tremendous season. 9.28 Ks per nine, 1.89 walks per nine, only 5.9 hits per nine innings. Lot to like about Aredia. He's number three. And at this point, starting with Granky, Granky, Aredia, and my next two guys, these are second round picks. I know Kershaw, you know Kershaw is number one. You're just waiting for it. He's going to be in the first round again. I've said it now ad nauseum. I don't agree with taking him number one, but there he is. Scherzer, Aredia, Granky, grabbing them in round two. And then for me, Sale, end of two, and now you're looking at your third round picks, and that's where you're getting your race. So Aredia, second rounder, stud, head of the cut. Again, we don't chase wins. We don't chase wins, but with Aredia on that Cub team, that's an added bonus because they're going to score runs for him. That lineup hits from one through eight. He's got other good starting pitchers there with Lackey and Lester. His bullpen is underrated. This is a Cub team that's playing for a World Series. I won't guarantee 22 wins again, but I will 17 or 18. Aredia, number three. Number two, Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals, 31 years old. And last season, you look at his numbers, right, and you go, all right, he went 14 and 12 with a 279 ERA. He's already won Cy Young Awards with Detroit. Uh, in 2014, he had more wins. He pitched 18-5. and five. Okay? Max Scherzer may have had his best season last season. He threw two no-hitters last year. Okay? At the All-Star break, he had a 2.11 ERA and a and 10.7 Ks, uh, K to walk rate. Okay? He finished the season last year with 276 strikeouts, second in baseball behind Kershaw. Okay? Okay? 10.86 Ks per nine, like I said, 276 total, 1.34 walks per nine, and a 6.93 hits per nine innings. His ERA dropped from 315 to 279. Ks went up. Tremendous drop in walks from 2014. 63 walks in 2014, which is nothing terrible, to 34 last year. His hits dropped from 196 to 176. That's what two no-hitters will do for you. Whip went down from 1.18 to 2. He struggled in the second half. He tried to be the leader on that Nationals team as that season was slipping away. Unfortunately, that Nationals team, in my opinion, was was mismanaged. And because of that, weak mentally. And as much as Scherzer tried to lead them, they weren't ready to be led. Should be a different story this year with Dusty Baker at the helm. Um, you still have veteran presence in Zimmerman and Worth. How much they contribute is another story. You may you have possibly the best player in the planet on Bryce Harper, a healthy Anthony Rendon. You've got Strasburg, Gio Gonzalez. I'm not crazy about Papelbon as your closer, very effective, but who knows what type of dynamic he can bring into that locker room. However, Scherzer, number two, second pitcher off the board, Somebody may get cute and draft him in the first round. If that happens, thank the person, grab the bat that you want, and then grab one of these other pitches later on. You'll be okay. 
And number one, the best pitcher on the planet, Clayton Kershaw. 28 years old. Had what some people would call a down year last year. And unfortunately, that's because you're comparing it to his 2014 season. In 2014, he went 21-3 and with a 177 ERA and 27 starts. So he, he dis- figure that. He decisioned in 2014 in 24 of his 27 starts. 198 innings pitched. He had 239 Ks with a .86 ERA and only 31 walks. So, yes, on paper, you could say, well, 2015 was worse. He only went 16-7. and seven. His ERA climbed to 2.13. And that's my point about, about guys like uh, Aredia and Granke and some of their numbers. Their sub-two ERA seasons, they're going to go back up over two. It's unavoidable. 232 innings pitched last year. 301 strikeouts in 232 innings. Folks, you don't see 300 Ks anymore in a year. You don't see it. Where is the J.R. Richards of years past? Kershaw reminded you of that. His ERA was .88, 42 walks. He was dominant in no uncertain terms last year. 11.64 strikeouts per nine innings. 7.17 was his strikeout to walk rate. He only walked 1.62 batters per nine. 6.31 hits per nine. Okay. That's why somebody somebody's going to draft him in the first round because of 300 strikeouts. Lock it up. Lock it up. Clayton Kershaw, the number one pitcher. My only other advice, if you, if you want to take him, don't take him top five. You're not taking him over any of those top, top bats. But I get it. I get it. I won't do it, but I get why somebody would want to do it. You know, and it's interesting now, too. You look at some guys, and, and, you, and you look at stats and how misleading some stats are, right? I'm sitting here in front of you. with we got a few minutes left. At the win leaders. Just look at the last, last year's win leaders. Aredia, Keiko, Garrett Cole, Granke. Colin McHugh, 19 wins. That's why you don't chase wins. You get 19 wins from Colin McHugh significantly later in the draft. Kobe Lewis of Texas, 17 wins. Michael Walker, 17 wins. Mark Burley and Garrett Richards, 15 wins in. Mark Burley retired, coming off a 15-win season. Don't chase wins. You could find them. You could find them. Okay? But we talk about pitching depth, right? Look at these ERAs. All right? And guys who I didn't list in my top 12. David Price was number four in ERA with 245. Sonny Gray was number nine at 273. John Lackey, number 10 at 277. Carlos Martinez at 301. Shelby Miller at 302. Shelby Miller is the primary reason you don't chase wins. He was, what what did he have last year? You know, Shelby Miller, and we'll talk about him later on this season. He didn't win a game for three months last season for Atlanta. He finished 6-17. and 17. Had 171 strikeouts and a 3.02 ERA, though. And now he's out. He's out. He's out of that mess of Atlanta. He's pitching for Arizona. Lance Lynn, but he's out for the season with Tommy John surgery. And Scott Casimir, who's now a Dodger, pitched to a 3.10. Okay? 
Strikeout leaders, Kershaw, Scherzer, Sale, Archer, Kluber was number five with 245. Didn't make the list. Jake Aredia was six. Bumgarner, seven. David Price was eight. Price is all over the leaderboard. All over the leaderboard. Carlos Carrasco was nine. James Shields was tied with him and Keiko for nine. Cole Hamels, 12. Tyson Ross. Tyson Ross is grossly underrated. Gets you a ton of Ks. Lester at 14. Francisco Liriano tied with Jacob DeGrom at 15. Liriano's another one. Grossly underrated. Walks per nine innings. Bartolo Colon led the league. He doesn't walk anybody. He doesn't walk anybody. Okay? And if you look at FIP, FIP is an interesting stat to look at. Fielding, independent pitching. Essentially what it does, it tells you, you know, what their real ERA would be behind the proper defense, to put it simply. Kershaw would have led the league in that at 1.99. Then it was Aredia, Cole, DeGrom. Granke's would have been all the way up at 276. Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, greatly underrated. And that's and that's my point with Kershaw, and I've beaten it over and over again, is if you want him early, I get it, take him early. There's so much pitching nowadays with the PEDs out of the game. There's so much pitching later on that you could survive without that without Kershaw. But do yourself a favor. Get one of those top 12s I mentioned. Get one of them and then add to that staff. Adam Wainwright coming back. McCullers of Houston. Suedo's now in San Francisco. A full season of Marcus Stroman in Toronto. A full, Hugh Darvish will be back for Texas at some point. Shelby Miller. How about the young kid Joe Ross in, in Washington? has got a ton of upside. Kyle McHugh, like we said, he won 19 games. Steven Matt to the Mets. Taiwan Walker, Yodani Ventura, young kids with a ton of upside. Okay, just to name a few players. That could bring you a lot of help in the pitching categories this season. But, folks, we are out of time. Quickest 45 minutes in podcast history, that's for sure. I want to thank everybody for listening, as they always do. Whether you listen live here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes, and like I said at the, said at the start of the show, go to iTunes, find the show. Please do me a favor, subscribe, download, comment, rate the show. Love the feedback. Do appreciate it, as always. Don't forget, you can follow on Twitter at A-N-E-N-O Fantasy. That's A-A-N-I-A-N-O Fantasy. And follow on Facebook at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. I'll be posting this top 12 list on both the Facebook page and on Twitter. So you can read it quick, real quick. And then click the link and listen to all the analysis that I had for you. Don't forget, Tuesday nights, you can hear me here on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes with my co-host, Raphael Rab, uh, Real Talk Raph, and uh, from Roto Baller Fantasy Sports Radio as we cover everything in in fantasy baseball there on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. And I'll be back next weekend. Follow on those uh, social media sites. I'll let you know the date and time. May move next weekend. Show up from Saturday to Friday morning. But I will let you know for sure. So just stay tuned and follow all of that. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Stay warm in the Northeast. It's going to be bitter, bitter cold. Stay inside. Uh, start a fire. Have a drink and relax. Netflix it up and do whatever you need to do. I'm your host, Anthony Aniano. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's been fun. See you all next week. Have a good day, folks. Mm-hmm.